This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Is there any way to repair the harm and damage caused by slavery? That's a question that some states and cities across the nation are grappling with. Although reparation efforts at the federal level have stalled, here in Illinois, a reparations commission was formed earlier this year. So how can a task force bring about justice for the legacy and crimes of slavery? Could reparations actually promote healing? Joining us now is Marvin Slaughter, the chair of the African Descent Citizens Reparations Commission. Marvin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Also with us is Democratic State Representative Will Davis of Illinois' 30th District. He represents Homewood, Harvey, and neighboring south suburbs. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Representative Davis was the sponsor of the bill that formed the commission. Now, uh, Representative, you weren't actually the first to try to make this a reality in Illinois, right? A a similar resolution was introduced in Springfield. This was back in 2017, but that went nowhere. So how did it finally end up getting approved by lawmakers? Well, you you make an interesting distinction. Resolution, which is Mm non-binding, is just an acknowledgement of something that we'd like to try to do. We use it for a number of purposes in Springfield. Um, But what actually came about, with the commission was an actual piece of legislation that we passed, passed in both chambers and ultimately signed by the previous governor that ultimately created the commission that we're talking about. So we took a legislative route uh, to doing so. And if you get it through both chambers and the governor signs it, then it is binding in that way. Now it just requires action by the various individuals, leaders, governor to make the appointments to the commission so that the overall conversation can then ensue. We've spent a lot of time on this program talking about the the black wealth gap, uh, talking about health care disparities, discrimination in the judicial system uh, and elsewhere. Um, And there are people who are listening to Reset right now and they're saying, you know what, we don't need any more task forces and meetings on this in particular. Why don't we just get reparations passed in Springfield? What do you say to that? Well, the thing is, is that what is reparations? And the purpose of this commission is to engage a number of individuals across the entire state about what that could be. So we need to get that basic definition first. We need to understand exactly what that is and how then we'd like to try to apply it. You mentioned some of the categories where we see disparities all over the place. One of uh, my personal interests is disparities in contracting. And that's a real big fight that I'm fighting with the current administration and others who don't want to see that happen. Give us an example of what that looks like. Well, uh, we know that our overall spend in the state, when we talk about contracting in the state, we talk about all the money we spend. We're not spending enough of it with black contractors. And so some of the legislation I've attempted to pass over the years is about trying to acknowledge that and then trying to put things in place so that we can and that we will spend Mm -hmm. our resources with black contractors, not just in construction, but there's there's contracting all over the state of Illinois in a number of different ways. And we're trying to bring bring that about. But at the very least in this space, let's understand what that means. And so this commission is about having the meetings across the state, bringing people together from the academic side, from the activist side, and people who are just interested in it and engaging them on what reparations could be for us uh, in the state of Illinois. You're nodding your head in agreement there, Marvin. What are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, um, thinking about how we're going to move forward with reparations in Illinois, uh, the, the main point is defining, first of all, what is reparations. Um, the statute talks about uh, ensuring uh, equity, equality, and parity 
or for African American descendants of slavery? What what does that mean? What is equity? What is equality? What is parity? And how do we prioritize those things um, as a person who um, uh, is a public policy practitioner? Um, thinking about the ways in which you have to prioritize equality versus equity versus parity and which ones are we going to be mm -hmm. uh, putting the most emphasis on. Um, but ultimately for us, um, the work looks like kind of taking a, a cue from California. We have these 11 research areas. Um, you know, we're looking at enslavement. We're looking at racial terror. Uh, we're looking at labor. Um, we're looking at uh, the differences in education and how we understand the black family here in Illinois. Yeah. I mean, attempting to, you know, use research frameworks to you know, add values to that to determine, OK, what are these gaps? How can we potentially fix those gaps? I mean, then going out into the public and, and really doing a bi-directional engagement. Right. We're, we're both uh, explaining what these gaps are, uh, explaining these policy areas to uh, the public and then also receiving feedback from the public in respect with respect to uh, how they would like to see these gaps addressed. Um, yeah. But really taking a. Uh, intentional step of using uh, different research frameworks, you know, looking at stratification economics, intergenerational mobility theory, looking at poverty traps, um, inequality, household, financial decision making and racial equity. And ultimately, you know, using some of that that economic base uh, called or Hicks efficiency, for instance, to try to determine uh, what's appropriate for um, repaying those who are descendants of chattel slavery. I want to walk through some of the uh, the commission's top priorities. Right. And, and Starting with disparities in, in state contracts, I want to get back to uh, what we were talking about a moment ago, uh, Representative. So tell us more about the steps you're taking to address that issue. Well, I'm trying to engage the practitioners. So we have a number of organizations, you know, contractor organization groups, and I'm trying to get them to move a step further and not just sit around a table and bring misery to the table, but how do you want to fix that misery? So I'm trying to engage them to bring lawyers into their conversations, people that understand public policy into their conversations so that when they sit at the table and they discuss the challenges, someone can take that information and then turn it into legislative action that can be introduced and walked through uh, in Springfield. And, and some of it is actually trying to trying to to call out the individuals that talk it but don't do it, so to speak. Talk it, but don't walk it. Don't walk it, yeah. you know. And unfortunately, unions are one of those groups. Um, as much as, you know, we talk about we're a union state and when you look about look at all the construction that we do, just it's obvious that we're not represented in the union, so therefore we're not represented on the projects. Mm -hmm. So my efforts over the last several years have been trying to work with organizations and, and bring to, to the table what the challenges are, and then seeing how we can fix those challenges yeah. through legislative action. Another one of the stated goals uh, is uh, the creation and enforcement of an Illinois slavery era disclosure bill. Can mm -hmm. you tell us more about that, Marvin? Yeah, that that is actually something that as a commission, we're trying to figure out what it will look like, mm -hmm. right? Um, what companies, um, what foundations have their uh, beginnings in slavery, um, and then trying to determine how they might play a role in paying reparations in the future. Um, but we're also going to be accepting uh, public feedback on what that might look like, right? Um, so uh, while we have a, a general idea of of what it looks like in practice, we're we're going to definitely make sure we're engaging uh, with the public in an intentional way to make sure that this is something that isn't just thought of by nine people in a room. Right. Very important. Uh, some other top goals of the commission, Marvin, um, building and developing vocational centers mm -hmm. for, for people of African descent. Uh, what does that yeah, look like? Yeah, you know, um, 
as uh, Rep. Davis has kind of alluded to, that there there's a problem um, in contracting. There's also a problem in labor um, and representation for for Black Americans in particular. I um, mean, you know, building those vocational uh, centers is is a way to try to get at uh, decreasing that disparity. So, uh, once again, we will be engaging with the public to mm-hmm. make sure that. Uh, we we take uh, the public along with us as we determine how to close that disparity. But that is definitely one of the stated goals of the commission. And who who are we talking about here? Who who is eligible for reparations? Right. You, you smile as I ask you that, because I, I'm curious, is, is one going to need to prove somehow that their ancestors were enslaved? Yep. Is so that what's going to have to happen? We're, we're working through eligibility criteria right now, um, uh, having conversations with the Illinois Department of Public Health, uh, talking about vital records, as well as the Census Bureau to try to determine, you know, what is an accurate, uh, what is an accurate uh, eligibility criteria mm-hmm. um, to actually get at the population that the, the statute talks about, right, which is the descendants of, of slavery, uh, African-American descendants of slavery. Um, so, you know, we're we're doing that work. We're doing that research work. We're engaging with, you know, uh, genealogists to try to figure out how do we make sure that we're actually targeting um, these uh, potential solutions at the community that the statute outlines us that we're supposed to be uh, targeting. This this is such a great conversation for us to have right now, because, I, again, it'll expose a lot of the deficiencies that currently exist across um, the state of Illinois. Right now, there's a lot of uh, compartmentalization. You know, we're going to only in this space, we're going to talk about it only in this space. But as we start to expose this and really bring the conversations forward, you, you can't help but talk about it across the board. Mm-hmm. Talk about it in healthcare, in business, in education. Uh, when you talk about those vocational centers, I really want to commend school district uh, 227 out in the south suburbs, which is a rich township district. There was a lot of back and forth about them potentially closing one of their high schools. They had three, but they want to turn the high school that they closed into a vocational center for the residents and for the young people mm-hmm. in that area. And, and some people would say, Where, where's the money going to come from for this? Well, I chaired the K through 12 budget, uh, in the state of Illinois in the house, yeah. which is, uh, 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 uh a multi-billion dollar budget, almost $10 billion. There's money already in there for vocational centers. But some folks don't want to talk about that because those monies are going in other areas. So we want to expose all of this and start to identify where the dollars already exist and then start channeling those dollars into the right places. So as we just laid out a bunch of goals of the task force, how are you going to measure progress here? Well, I think I think for me, again, we got we got to get down to the grassroots of it. We got to understand really what it is and what it means. And I think once you figure that part out, progress, I won't say it'll be easy, but if we're talking about ultimately paying for something for someone or giving something to someone, when that happens in state government, it's you can track that. Mm-hmm. And you can say we gave X to this person or gave X to that person, whether it's tuition you know, to go to college, you know, whether it's, you know, looking at, you know, social determinants of health and actually making sure that we have an infrastructure for dealing with health care for black people. We often talk about how the black community is uh, the, 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 the group that has the, the, the lowest age uh, in terms of their longevity, you know, so things like that will 
play a part in ultimately determining the success of some of these spaces that we want to play in. And in addition to that, you know, we're also uh, authorized to submit a report recommendations yearly. Um, So we don't have a sunset date, but we're, you know, going to be making sure that we're working intentionally to Mm -hmm. uh, get this work out and to provide those recommendations to the uh, legislature uh, on a yearly basis. Yeah. Uh, Evanston's um, reparations program, I mean, it it only targets housing discrimination. I'm sure you've been paying attention to that program. But quickly, give me your thoughts on on how they're doing over there. Um, Like you said, uh, Evanston's program is a housing program. you know, utilizing uh, academic frameworks to talk about uh, reparations. Um, It might reveal to you that um, some may think that that is not reparations. It's it's a good equity program, but not reparations uh, in and of itself. So um, as the commission begins to think about reparations, we want to make sure that we're we're having our grounding in some of that academic framework to actually make sure that we're repairing um, and not just doing something that kind of makes us feel good. Yeah. In that space, because right now we're talking about, you know, passing things on. So if it's a housing program and we talk about families, Mm -hmm. generational wealth, if I can say it that way, then it's not just giving someone a house, but it's also putting the parameters in place so that house, once the matriarch or patriarch of that family may Mm -hmm. pass on, that there's an automatic transition of that home to someone else in the family, making sure that legally, it can happen that way versus someone passes, there's no, no documentation mm-hmm. that goes along with it, and then all of a sudden that house is just on the market, and you have investors buying it up. So there's there's a lot of intricacies. There's a little this. distinction there for sure. Uh, well, a reminder to our listeners at this point, uh, at this point, this is just a reparations commission. I want to make sure that that's clear, right? So are you hopeful this task force is going to result in recommendations for for a reparations process that lawmakers can embrace well that's that's when we do these kinds of resolutions uh, and legislation the idea is it is for it to produce recommendations yeah now again i've been a legislator now i'm in my 21st year um and someone's going to come behind me but the idea is for this to keep producing you know, the next iteration of recommendations of laws and then legislators take up that those those laws and move them through the legislative process and ultimately get them to a particular governor's desk. You know, whether that governor is Democratic or Republican, it's yeah. a recommendation. And if it gets through the process and gets to the governor's desk, the expectation is that the governor will then sign it. We're going to have to leave it there for now, and hopefully we'll check in with you folks again very soon. We've been talking with State Representative Will Davis and Marvin Slaughter, the chair of the African Descent Citizens Reparations Commission. Thank you both for your time. Thank you. Pleasure to be here.